Great news for Informed Pregnancy Plus subscribers. Dive into our Core Connection course included with your subscription. Hosted by Natalie Headings, a pre- and postnatal exercise specialist and ACSM certified personal trainer, she's an incredible teacher. This five-video series equips you with essential insights to understand what your pelvic floor and core are, how they work, and how to enhance pelvic floor and core strength and proper function during and after your pregnancy and birth. Learn about pelvic floor basics, key postural adjustments, effective muscle releases, and breathing techniques for a healthier core and floor. Don't wait. Visit informedpregnancy.tv and get started with the invaluable core connection today. Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and I'm joined by today's co-host, wardrobe stylist mom, and brutally honest friend, Casey Bixby. <laughs> oh my Are God. you brutally honest? <laughs> I think you are. Be. But I like bring, that about you. I'm going to bring the heat. The pressure is Okay, good. <laughs> you have spinach in your teeth. Um, uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was actually just eating spinach. I probably do. <laughs> I'm just saying, Casey's that brutally honest friend that's that would right. tell you if you. Had Did you see how that joke went oh, over my head? Yeah, that's okay. It. That's the place I'm in right it's now. All, guys. It's not you. It's my jokes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we missed you. You're away for a while. Mm-hmm. But you really pioneered all the early informed pregnancy podcasts. We would not be where we are today. Thanks. Without that <laughs> solid foundation. <laughs> and now you got a kid. How old's your uh, yours? Almost three. Almost three. Almost three. That's so nuts. it's a whole different perspective. Whole different. I was pregnant when you were we were pregnant, doing it before. So it must have been like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then some. Uh, our, our guest today is a mother of two, blogger, and also dabbles in acting. And uh, just kidding. But if I read all your your acting I know it's embarrassing. credits and accolades, I didn't want to oh, embarrass I have many to list. No, I just like had my publicist send it over when you're like, oh, No, not that. I just, in general, you're everywhere. Oh, my God, no. Um, but she sent you this whole thing. I was like, ew, no, don't send that. That's embarrassing. Well, it's good to know. You know what I found out from there? What? Berlin syndrome. Oh. Hello. I did that on purpose. That's I did that really kind of you. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see it. Good. It's all about you. <laughs> I'm touched. It's a little creepy. <laughs> it's an homage. Uh, yeah, it's an homage yes. to Dr. B. But there was, I mean, everybody's uh, talking about that Hacksaw Ridge movie. They were. Uh, they were was, talking uh, about it. Nominated for an Oscar award. How was that? Did you you went, I assume? I did, yeah. How was that moment? Um, it was really surreal. It was great, actually. It was really great. It was my birthday. It was my thirty it was on your birthday? first birthday oh, you're that kidding. day. I was like, this is really rad. But I was definitely the loser that kept thinking we were going to be late for the ceremony. So everyone's just kind of standing outside the auditorium talking. And I was like, I, guys, I really want to make sure I get a seat. <laughs> and, and people just thought I was being such an idiot. But I ran into the auditorium just to make sure I wasn't late for anything. I didn't miss anything. And I was the only person in there. I was like <laughs> sitting in my seat, the only person. It was completely empty. But the guy was like, "It's gonna. the show is going to start in one minute. I was like, 
But yeah, it was like I was being punked or something. Uh, rally that crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been before? Was that your no. first time? That was your first no. time. No. Who knows if I'll ever get to go again? You definitely but get it to was. Go again. I'll bet my amazing. last dollar. You'll be but back. you also yeah. had. She has a good like story about her setup at the Golden Globes. That oh I re- gosh, that was yeah. awesome. I had to borrow Sarah Wright Olson's nanny. <laughs> I was like, I had to borrow her. I was like, do you mind if I have her for the night? Because <laughs> I had just had a baby three weeks earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Had just flown in the day before, and it was a Golden Globes, and and you were breastfeeding. Oh, you didn't and have I was nanny. breastfeeding, and sorry, you didn't have a nanny. No, no, we don't have a nanny. Yeah, wow. and so I, I was like, can I borrow her? And she's like, yeah, for sure. So Sonia sat in a in a hotel room across the street with my little baby and in the ad breaks yeah i would i would race over rip off my dress (laughs) breastfeed and then sonia would have to get me back into the dress which was very challenging because i just had a baby and it was a corset and everything was trying to (laughs) get sucked in and um it was great i mean it was chaotic i wish there was facebook live video of you dashing back and forth. Oh, so I, it's funny that I didn't think to pump. <laughs> right. Like, I should have just gone and bought a pump. Would have been fine. I just, he yeah. hadn't had a bottle yet. And right, I he just was only three know. weeks old. I know. So I didn't know if he would take it. And you also didn't really have time to I do know. any of that. I didn't, I really didn't have time. I got in the day before and then I had to, I didn't even know what dress I was wearing. So I had to go straight Did from the Did any part of fitting. you think about just breastfeeding at the Golden Globes? I like actually leaving asked, the baby at guys, don't <laughs> worry. I asked. I was like, is there any chance at all? I'm just like a backstage area. They were like, absolutely not. Really? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. They haven't yeah. come around yet. No. I mean, maybe if I was presenting or if I was ever lucky enough to be nominated, they might kind of bend over backwards for a breastfeeding mother. I think mother, it's going to happen with Berlin, Berlin Syndrome. Berlin Syndrome. That's, that's it. I, that's yeah. That's got to be a winner. The, ma- the magic name in there. Berlin yeah. Syndrome. And the winner is Berlin Syndrome. Oh, no. It's Moonlight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you know what I seriously thought, guys? I know this sounds awful, but... So imagine sitting there and all of a sudden people are whispering and guys rush onto the stage. I thought something crazy was going down. Oh. Right. I was like, we got to get out of here now. <laughs> there are guns in the building. So I like had already been looking for the exits. And I was like, I need to rush outside. I got to get out of here. I didn't care about anyone else. Of course, I was like, I need to get to my babies. Um, wow. And then they were like, sorry, we got the wrong person. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank oh, God. Thank okay, God. so you came into the auditorium first one. I know. And you left the auditorium and then first I was, one. I was about to leg it out of there. Uh, it was just so bizarre to see that kind of chaos in front of you and no one knew what was going on. People were just turning around saying, did that Did that just happen? Are yeah. we getting punked? Is this so a part wild. of the show? Like, but it was like the last on? bit, right? It and was then the it was very over. last bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny, though, because everyone made such a big deal about it. And then after about 30 minutes, people were like, well... You know, it's not the end of the world. Like, we are at the Oscars. Everyone's fine. Everyone's going to go home happy. It's right. not like the end. People were treating it as though... It's the end of the world. Well, literally the biggest thing in the entire world just happened. But and everybody has already done that. I mean, uh, Steve Harvey did it with uh, what, Miss Universe. Miss. Oh, USA. God, that's right. He was probably stoked, by the way. He was like, thank God. Yeah. yeah. The and attention's the off of me. And James Comey did it with the election. And so it's like it's not like it was brand new. <laughs> People have been doing that for years. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it it wasn't him. It was the Russians. 
I know. I gave you a little giggle. Did you hear that? Thank you. Yeah, I, I gave you a little giggle. She, it went a, over her uh, head, I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> echoed in the background. Yeah, that's all it really deserved. That was gratuitous, actually. <laughs> Thank you. You were on our little series with called Your Zen Mama with Sarah. Yes. Uh, who's your uh, cohort at Your Zen Mama. Yeah. Uh, which is a parenting platform, lifestyle platform. And... Um, at that time, Sarah was literally about to pop Burst. with her second baby. We thought she might go into labor while at, we were, we were doing hoping. It. Which would not that be the been... first time that's happened. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Who, that was with Anna? Mm-hmm. Anna? Oh, that's very literally exciting. had the baby two and a half hours after oh, that. I left the podcast. I picked up food. I ate my food. And by the time I looked at my phone, I had a message from Anna's husband that she had given birth. Right. <laughs> It was that quick. <laughs> like, I ate salmon, and you had a baby the same <laughs> amount of time. And, uh, I mean, the crazy thing, she was here as a guest, and her OB was was here yeah, as was a guest. Us. It's kind of perfect. On the way just, home, she's like, hey, can we just, like, make a pit stop after the hospital? Yeah, they literally went home for a minute to get her stuff, went to the hospital, and oh there was no gosh. time for anything. It's amazing. What a nice, fast birth. I even, uh, I even adjusted Sarah at that last podcast super pregnant that's right yeah but it wouldn't come out so she went on and had her baby and she came back and she talked about it on another episode called labor day surprises the surprise being the 11 pound esme (laughs) Uh, i don't think anybody was expecting that she was a big and she was big that girl knows how to birth though I mean, she has a glorious vagina. The fact that she can birth those babies. Oh, that big? Everything. Yeah, not, is. Not I wasn't she surprised tear. at all. She doesn't. You that's weren't the surprised. Teresa and I saw the first one come out. I knew this one would oh. be bigger. But how does she like better. how does the vagina do it? I just don't get it. No tears, nothing. No tears. That was. She's just. She you know, She's a magic vagina. She has a magic sure. vagina. I really have nothing to add to that conversation. Hashtag you magic must be vaginas. Right. Yeah. I like hashtags. It's a nice compliment. I it think. is. I would love to have a magic vagina. <laughs> Magicvagina.com. <laughs> Great. Uh, so she, I mean, she's an amazing birther in general. Yeah. And then yes. she's surrounded herself with like really great support and Really, yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely. <laughs> Casey, her best friend, is like definitely, especially her best friend. Her best friend, in the world is yeah, the, is amazing. Really fond of her team the first time around too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was well, she would not life. let the eleven pounder slide until you were in the building. It's true. That is true. Didn't so. you miss it by just? I was there when she came out, but I was so. I was just so. I was so. I didn't want to. I was there, but and they knew I was there, but it was a whole thing. Yeah, she came, and I think they were like they like intercommed in as oh, yes, literally. In I think as Esme was, you were there. I was there. Yeah, yeah I think they intercommed right. in right as Esme was coming out. Was like Casey's here, and they're all like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't Sarah that said no. No, it was, it was like everyone the nurses else. And I'm everyone sure. else. Sarah was yeah. probably like, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then. <laughs> I mean, you ran in as Mary ran out. Oh my gosh, that's it really was like sweet. Perfect timing. Anyway, so Sarah was on our last podcast, nine months pregnant. You were five months pregnant. Yeah. We had talked about your initial birth situation, yeah. where labor started, and and then your water started broke. then stopped then started then stopped. Right. Yeah, water broke. Yeah, I had pre ruptured membranes mm-hmm. with Bodhi. 
And then just like never. And I remember I had to drink the castor oil mm. and it just was like, it just like putted along. I finally got to 10 centimeters, but then everything stopped at that point, which is so strange. Now I've had my second birth. I was like, what? That's what I want to talk about. I left yeah. you and you were like not even sure where you're going to give birth and with like which continent and, <laughs> and who on your- Which country. So what happened? Catch us up. Um, so Australia was the, was the chosen the winner. country. The winner. No surprises there. Um, I just bought that house in Adelaide and- my husband and I decided when we got there, it was great, but it didn't really feel like ours because I had bought it off my dad. So at 37 weeks pregnant, I was like, we're renovating. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, what are you doing? And so I would ring the painters and the plumbers and everyone myself and be like, hey, just so you know, I'm, you know, 37 and a half weeks pregnant. I could have a baby any day. Please, can you come? Please, please, please. So I would personally beg these guys to come and they'd work all day and bring extra dues just to get it done wow. so that... Um, we pretty much had everything. I mean, we really changed the place were in three weeks. Were you living in there while they, while that, they yeah. did that? Oh, wow. Yeah, we were all sleeping. That's a little transition. Out, out in the lounge area together, a bunch of us, my mom as well. Oh, wow. um, and we totally changed the house in three weeks and got it ready. And about five days after it was finished, my son came. Um, wow, but Yeah, the birth was... Oh, you know what? At what's home. really interesting? You give birth at home? No, no, I almost did. Um, what was really interesting was that Bodhi came two weeks early. So then you have that false narrative in your head that, oh, my first came early, my second will right. definitely come early or earlier than my first. Right. So I hit 38 weeks and I'm thinking any day now. And then I hit 39 weeks, 40 weeks. And now I'm like 40 weeks plus three days. Mm. And everyone is texting me. Everyone's like, is he here yet? <laughs> What's the news? Like, call me when you're in labor. Why hasn't he come? I was like, what? And I got to say, you're already, your mind is just spinning. I think when you hit 40 weeks, especially for me, my mind was spinning. I was trying everything I could to not start bugging out about inductions. And in Australia, it's a little bit different. They say, I, I was birthing in a birth center and my midwife said, we can let you, we legally can let you go over it by 10 days. So if you haven't cut, so I had this date looming over me and I knew that this Friday I would have to, they were going to break my water bag. I mean, there was cert, a certain um, group of things that they were going to do before right. they actually had to give me Pitocin. But I was just stressing out over the, the possibility of being induced because I wanted a natural birth and I wanted things to go differently from how it went with my son Bodhi. As beautiful as that birth was, I just was looking for a different experience. So I had a lot of anxiety and then I remember I was Skyping with my stepson's mama and um, I walked away to go have a bath and I heard her say, when's the baby coming? And she was maybe the fifth person <laughs> that morning who had said that. Right. And I started bawling oh. my eyes out. It was about 9am. started bawling my eyes out. I went and sat in the bath. And then sure enough, half an hour later, I was like, oh, that felt a little bit different. Oh, um, and then I just started contracting kind of regularly every I started timing it and it was about every four and a half minutes. And so I got out of the bath and I said to Mark, oh, I think this might be it. And um, I had one of those contraction 
timers. So I was timing my contractions and I uh, realized that there was some consistency and my sister, I texted my sister and I was like, oh, I think it's happening. She rang me and I, I had to hang up during contractions. I couldn't be on the phone with her and this was just within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So then I could tell Mark was like, oh, this is really happening. He said, why don't you take Bodie, go walk the property, we have 10 acres of land. So I was like, all right, Bodie, you and I are gonna go on a walk. And I was leaning on trees in the middle of these contractions <laughs> and my son didn't know what was going on and I really started to vocalise. And so he was vocalising with me and we're <laughs> on all fours vocalising and then I realised I have to get back to the house because now we've walked you know, five minutes up the hill, we're in some major bushland <laughs> and there's like bull ants running over. I was like, my son's crying, he got bitten by a bull ant and I'm like laboring in the what middle of these contractions. What is a bull ant? Oh, bull ant. A bull ant. Yeah, big, big ouchy bull ant, as he calls them, ouchy bull ants. We are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. Um, so they bite. They're not poisonous or anything, but my son's, you know, Bodhi's very afraid of them. So I'm like holding him. He's screaming <laughs> oh and God. contracting. And I was like, this is probably not the best idea. Um, but different experience, which is what you want. But like completely different. Yeah. And just, they just were happening to my body. And I had no control, which I loved. I just had to give over to the to the sensations that were coming and, um and they felt really strong. So by the time I got back, I could see my mum. I had planned to have my mum nowhere near me because she's the biggest worry wart in the world. And I could just see her face like, Ooh. she was just in the corner like, Teresa, maybe you should go to the hospital. And I was like, please, someone get her away from me. I can't deal with her stress right now. Um, and so it had been you know, 45 minutes. I jump in the shower. I'm on the birthing ball. And I have this contraction, probably my second contraction in the shower that scared me so it was so powerful and it had I hadn't even been in labor for an hour and I was like whoa that was intense like I started feeling my breath quickening and I was like wow I can I can these these are very very strong and I I got afraid 
So I knew that that wasn't working for me being in the ball in the shower, which was working for me first time round. It was my favorite place to oh, labor. So I jumped in the bath. My husband had put, uh, put water in the bath for me so I could go between the shower and the bath. So he was busy packing a bag and on the phone to my doula. And um, I get in the bath and I'm timing them and my app, is like, all right, time to go to the hospital. Oh, and the every app con- says that? yeah, the app's like, like definitely now, time, <laughs> like pack the bag, go, get go, in the car, go, go, go. And I just ignore it because I'm like, what? I'm only an hour into labor. My first labor was 28 hours. There's no way I need to go to the hospital yet. Cut to my doula has somehow got here within 10 minutes. She's also a paramedic. Uh-huh. And she watches me through two contractions and I see her run out of the bathroom and I don't know where she's gone but I'm just there alone and I guess Mark had decided to go and have a shower oh, no. <laughs> and he was like in the shower he was there for 30 minutes oh, and little did oh. I know that Kat who's one of my best friends had run up and pulled him physically pulled him out of the shower and she was like <laughs> I am not doing a roadside delivery get in the car now we need to get her in the oh car um and so then I noticed the app was saying call an ambulance <laughs> call an ambulance and I was like no 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 so we mustn't be that far along let's just ignore it and then finally Kat came bursting in and I was doing a lot of low moans and but it didn't feel too intense only that one in the shower did and she was like all right we're gonna go to the hospital right now out the, out the bath out we go wow. um so I just she they basically yanked me out of the bath, chucked clothes on me, and then I was on all fours crawling to the car. (laughs) And she said that I get in the car and I don't really remember this, but I'm in the car and I've got a flannel over my face, which you'd call a face washer, I guess, here in America. Um, I have one over my face and I'm just kind of making noises and my doula's rubbing one on my belly and then Mark is driving the wrong way. And Kat, I hear Kat turn around and he's, she's like, what are you doing? That's not the way to the hospital. And so I rip the flannel off my face and I yell at him. There's video of me saying, use the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my American husband navigating the back roads of the Adelaide Hills oh, has no idea where he's driving. He didn't memorize it the way he thought he did. So we're off in somewhere. We don't even know where we are at this point. And Kat's like, this baby's coming. We got to get there. Um, and about Kat. The app is like, cut the cord. Cut I know. The cord. Like, oh, the baby's <laughs> um, Anyway, so we finally get there after a couple more wrong turns and Kat's yelling at my husband nicely. But she, little did I know, she had actually texted her paramedic friends to say, we're going to be doing a roadside delivery. This is where we're at you know, bring me an ambulance to this place. Um, And I, as we pulled up to the hospital, my water broke all over the rental car. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, the Audi seats. I was like, they're going to be so mad at me. Um, I know. And uh, I said to Cap, still, by the way, I'm in denial. I still think that maybe I've got like two more, three more hours to go. I said to Cap, I think when we get there, I should get checked. I'm going to ask to get checked. And Kat's like, you don't need to get checked. This baby is two minutes away from coming. I promise you're far along enough. You don't need to get checked. Um, and then I get there. My midwife is there. She doesn't have a wheelchair. She said she couldn't get one. So they walk me 
down a hallway to the birth center. It's a five minute walk oh, in the boy. hospital to the birth center. Oh my God. So my body starts just. Whose planning was that? Uh, she was call, She was <laughs> calling everyone left, right, and center, like, I need a chair, I need a chair. Um, and so then on my body, which I didn't feel the first time around, so it was really exciting to feel it this time. I, it just started pushing. I just, my body just started doing it. And the, once my water broke at 10 centimetres dilated, I could feel his head. And I was like, this is gnarly. This feeling has completely changed. And it was pressure. Right. It was just so much pressure. So every few steps, I'd be pushing in the hallway of the hospital. She's like, please just wait. <laughs> We're almost there. And finally, we get a wheelchair and she sprinted me down the hallway I, I dropped everything off and I jumped in the water and honestly three <laughs> pushes later he was out um, wow. and it was it was just so quick I got in there and like you actually one of my my best friends Claire she arrived right as I was pushing <laughs> the baby out and uh, my birth photographer never made it uh. Bodie never made it to the birth I wanted my son to be there he was still driving to the hospital, though, but I had already given birth. What was different with this birth was it was a water birth, so it felt incredibly It was a water birth by a different. minute. Yeah, by a minute, honestly. I thought I wasn't going to get my water birth. But I got in the water and instantly the pressure was gone and it felt so soothing and relaxing and warm and it's just the warm water just, just uh, like held me. And my husband jumped in. My midwife was phenomenal. I um, really slowed down that pushing process because with Bodhi, I tore. Mm. And I had just three days earlier in my anxiety-ridden state of when is this baby going to come, I had watched every Ina May Gaskin YouTube lecture available. Oh. Um, and there, I had just watched one on not tearing. And she had said that when you feel the baby crowning, to alternate between um, horse lips and panting like a dog. So I would alternate my breathing between those two things and it completely slowed. I basically breathed the baby out as opposed to pushed him out. So his head just slowly came out and there was a point where I felt there was a lot of pressure and I said to the midwife, I think I'm going to tear and she said, all right, change positions, get on all fours. So we changed positions and instantly the pressure was relieved and he just slipped out. As soon mm -hmm. as I got in that position, he just came out into my arms. And then, of course, I sobbed crying mm -hmm. because I was just in shock. I had no idea I could have a birth like that. Right. And that it could be so fast. And it it really did go by the book. My my dream birth, everything I had always wanted, it had just happened. So mm -hmm. I was so grateful and overwhelmed and emotional. And I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I just kept staring at Mark. Did that just happen? Um, yeah, so it was The way you tell amazing. it, you almost feel like you're there. Like I'm getting weepy-eyed. Listening I was, to you talk about it. I was like, I love you so much. I was just crying and crying. But um, one little scary thing did happen, though, which was he came out on my chest and I was staring at him, was so in love, but he had, he was in shock. And so I guess the, the midwife explained it as sometimes when a baby comes down the birth canal that fast, mm -hmm. 
they're in shock when they they enter. They come through the water. They get pulled out. They don't let out the big cry, mm-hmm. and sh- he's just shell shocked. So he was so quiet on my body, and he was breathing, and everything was okay. But he wasn't doing the loud cry that they like to see, and so. My midwife, who was so beautiful, Julie, she mentioned to Kat, my paramedic doula and best friend, um, can you go, go go get one of the um, the baby doctors out there? But don't press the panic button. Just go get one of the baby doctors just to come and check him. Um, and so she didn't even take him off me. She was just kind of watching him. And then he dipped out for about two seconds. Mm-hmm. He just kind of felt went floppy and so she was like breathing his face just blowing his face really hard I did that he came to again and then he dipped out again and then I blew on his face again he came to and then the baby doctor had come in and so my midwife was like do you mind you know the quarter stopped pulsating do you mind if we cut the cord and take him over just to give him an extra look? Right. Um, because his nostrils were flaring. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that can be a sign of distress. Mm-hmm. So they cut the cord and took him over there. They took him over there for about three minutes while I got out of the bath and um, proceeded to just go on the bed. And he was fine. I could tell because the colour just came into him instantly and I saw the pink. So I knew he was fine. And also my friend, Kat, who was there, was over with him and so was my husband. They're like, he's fine, everything's fine, nothing to worry about. But still, that was the one moment when you're in the middle of elation and someone's like, wait a second. Yeah. Right, but what a like bipolar experience. Exactly. But I just, I guess intuitively I knew it was okay. Because I didn't panic. And I think when I look back on it and I reflect, I could have easily gone into such a panicked state at that moment. But I just, I knew he was okay. I just knew it. And I think it was just how rapidly he came out. I it's pulled really him out fast. of the water yeah. really fast. Those big changes. I mean, I, I was, I remember I was at a birth not too long ago and she just had a ton of fluid. Right. And when her water broke, it wasn't a little trickle. It was a giant gush. Mm. It was like snorkel worthy. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fluid. <laughs> and the baby freaked out for oh. like four minutes. Just the mm. heart rate went down, didn't recover. And they were getting her all prepped up to run into an C-section. emergency cesarean. By the time they got there, she was okay again. And the doctor was like, let's monitor. If you want to keep going for a vaginal birth, let's monitor. And he recovered totally. Oh, but it was like that. Wow. How nice that the doctor would be like, wait, let's try for that vaginal birth. That's Jay Goldberg. Of course. Not too many people like that. Of course. That's um, so, I mean, that's so, that's what you want. That's what you described the first time you wanted. Oh my gosh. And it was, I honestly had pictured what my birth would look like. In my head, it was more like six hours, not three hours. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, (laughs) yeah, and just. The the sensations just felt totally different. Everything. And by the way, Forrest is a How big was he? Really different baby. Eight pound four. Oh, eight four. That's, yeah. Uh, no how, tears this how time. How big was Bodhi? Eight pounds. Okay. Eight so. pounds two weeks early, Bodhi was, so All right, it was so, kind of big. So about yeah, I mean about the same. A similar ish mm-hmm. size. But the recovery was just so much easier mm-hmm. this time too. Mm. And the tear really was challenging the first time around, but I did really feel. Did you not tear? With the... No. No, no. Not with Forrest. No, because I had I had done that breathing and that Wait, really what's helped. Wait, horse slow lips? It down. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, and then just making sure. <laughs> so I would just go between those Back two. I, I was, as you said that first, I was like, what is horse lips? Oh, yeah. But then I thought about it. It must be that. That. Yeah. Me too, but I wanted to circle back and be sure. Yeah, I'm glad you're, you're Do you know I've told a bunch of girls about that? The horse lips pantomime. Since. Yeah, and I've had a lot of great feedback. I actually talked about it on your Zen Mama. I was like, guys, you got to try this. Like, don't <laughs> freak out during the pushing stage. Don't just rush through it. Like, really I'm gonna try it next take your time. time. I'm doing a birth, and I'm going to be like, wait, try the horse lips. Just try the horse now, lips. Try the- pant a little yeah. bit. Back to horse lips. I, I just, just sat back and forth. You know, you Came know. Good how... it probably makes you laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah. too. I think yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. You just smile and open up here and open there. Yeah. Uh, you know how many births Anime has done, and for her to figure out that combination. The, I know. It could have been any animal on the planet, but it was horse lips, and then the cat dog and dog panting. panting. Yeah. The and it was good because I did watch it two days before I gave birth. And she just came into my head at that moment. I was like, oh, this do. is what I'm going to do. Um, uh, but it was nice because I had, um, you know, with Bodie, I had someone being like, push, three, two, one, push. So it was, it was um, directed pushing with Bodie. And it was different. And also the other wonderful thing about this was I had no back labor. Mm. My baby wasn't posterior. Bodie was posterior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when uh, my doctor t- turned Bodie in my first birth, that's when I split, mm. was when he, he manually like had to change yeah. the um, position of, of him. So it was just a just such a beautiful experience. And then the, the afterbirth stuff was so easy. My placenta came out on its own. So oh, easy. God. I know. <laughs> I was waiting for I was like, oh, gosh, is this going to be the one thing? removed last time? Yeah, I oh, had a manual wow. extraction last time. Oh, and they really? say that 70%, there's 70% chance that'll happen again. If it happens once, it'll this happen happen once which is why I chose a birth center as opposed to home. a home birth. Um, Ooh, but what hmm. about the third one? What, which one? I don't know. I'm the sorry. third one. You know what? I loved this experience so much that I think I'm going to birth with the same midwife and do this. have the same team, have my doula slash paramedic. Yeah, but you're going to have to listen to the app. The app. I'm just saying I know. about the timing. I you know. That app. I was like, stupid app. It's just an app. <laughs> Who made this thing? Doesn't right. know what it's talking about. Let us take a break for a minute, and then we will come right back with Casey Bixby and Teresa Palmer. You're listening to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. Visit us online at informedpregnancy.com, and don't forget to come back for part two with Teresa Palmer. This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. 
This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. <laughs> 